Securities and investment advisory services offered through Next Financial Group, member FINRA SIPC, Texas Hill Country Advisors, and not an affiliate of Next Financial Group. This material is not intended as an offer or solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security or other financial instrument. Past performance does not guarantee future performance. All the views expressed are those of Andrew Gay, Gilbert Pies, and Texas Hill Country Advisors, and not those of Next Financial Group. The S&P 500 is a market cap weighted index composed of common stocks of 500 leading companies and leading industries of the U.S. economy. And the Dow Jones Industrial Average is a price-weighted index of 30 actively traded blue-chip stocks. Hello, everybody. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Texas Hill Country Market Update, brought to you by the Texas Hill Country Advisors, your local source for what's going on in the economy and the financial markets. I'm your host, Andrew Gay, along with my trusted and faithful colleague, Gilbert Pies. Hello, Gilbert. How are we doing? Hey, Andrew. Good. Good, good. Good afternoon. Thank you. Same to you, sir. It seems like we uh, never got rid of the nasty weather, huh? <laughs> I'm going to lose my tan again. I'm telling you, if the weather, the sun doesn't come out here pretty soon. It seems to just follow us around. <laughs> it's almost like it's winter. It's well, weird. We, we better be careful because uh, come Friday, we're going to be frozen popsicles. I know. I know. It's supposed to get down in the teens. I saw one map that said it was supposed to be negative eight in Dallas over the weekend. <laughs> I don't know how accurate that is, but... Uh, <laughs> Anything approaching Whatever. zero is is pretty freaking cold. Yeah, I know, right? I'm, I'm I'm traumatized from the winter storm we had in 2021. It's scary. I know. Two years in a row, we got slammed with crazy snow and ice. It was bad. Yeah. Let's let's hope we don't have another repeat. Right, and let's hope the uh, market doesn't follow suit to what's going on here in the Texas Hill Country as far as the weather goes. So, yeah, I tell you what, that's that's been tough. Yeah. So. Um, Let's uh let's start off by looking at where we ended up the week last week, okay, and where we're at year to date. So, um, the S and P five hundred closed at the level of three thousand eight hundred fifty two. That's a year to date uh, performance of negative seventeen point nine percent. Dow Jones closed at thirty two thousand nine hundred twenty. That's year to date performance of negative seven point five percent. And then Nasdaq closed at ten thousand seven hundred five. That's year to date performance of negative thirty one. Um, and last week, for all three of those top major indexes right there, closed down, and uh, the NASDAQ was the leader there. So we've kind of seen that same story play out um, since the beginning of the year. The NASDAQ has been the most volatile for sure and is down the most subsequently um, year-to-date there. So the Dow was getting... Uh, <laughs> It was getting close there. We got into like the sub five, negative five percent range, but uh, dropped back down there after last week. So. Jer- Jerome Powell, not only did he slap us like last week with his comments after their fifty basis point rate hike, not only did he slap us around like a redheaded stepchild, he took our lunch money, and he took our girlfriend. Um, didn't like it. No, he did not like. We did not like anything he had to say last week. It, it really wasn't a surprise, I don't think. But right. he was uh, not very accommodative to those people that thought a pivot was coming soon. Uh, he he indicated that well, rates are still going up, and you know we can we can discuss all day long about how much and when and all that good stuff. But ultimately, the market has finally come to recognize that uh, rates are probably going to go up a little bit more. And it, at this point, it's really tough to say exactly how much or and when they're going to stop. Right. Because um, nobody in their right mind is even talking about them lowering interest rates. At this point, we're, the market's just grasping for any hope that they're going to stop raising interest rates at some point soon. Right. And speaking of that, it's a great transition. We've got a little chart here. 
this is literally from the Federal Reserve website, federalreserve.gov. But this was in their summary of economic projections, which is the um, data statement combo they put out or projections of where they think the data is going to be and statements about that um, and the breakdown of it. They do it four times a year, and this was – they did the one – the last time they did it was in September, and then they, they had the one last week, which was for December and the last one of the year. And you can clearly see – I'll zoom in here. Don't lose your lunch. Um, this is the Fed funds rate expectation, and there's the year up there. So 2023, okay, that's what we're going to look at, that column. And if you look down here, here's the two projections. So the Fed funds rate – which is that rate that they control, the bottom interest rate, if you will, that we always talk about on the show. Um, the second one over shows the top number being 5.1 and the bottom one being 4.6. And it clearly says the September projection was 4.6. So as of last week, they seem to think, we, we slice and dice this data a different way the last time we were on here, but they clearly think that the rates, the Fed funds rate is going to have to be a little higher than it was previously. But this is also where they think it's going to be by the end of the year 2023 or the median which means they're not going to they're not really going to make too much of an effort um as as of their current outlook to to do anything to bring the rates down for next year um so that's really what that's that's telling us um so much for the santa claus rally is what you're saying Andrew. yeah so much for the <laughs> the rally in the equity markets for the end of the year i don't think it's happening yeah we, um, we, we might have to wait another month or two for that to happen yeah, and the other thing here, um, since we're talking about this, uh, I'll just throw out there is that the two metrics of inflation there, too, PCE inflation, um, the headline uh, inflation number there, and then the core PCE inflation um, numbers right there for 2023, they have them pegged at 3.1 and 3.5, respectively. And, of course, that's not the the – traditional headline inflation number that the media picks up on and reports on. This is the Fed's preferred uh, metric of inflation, which includes some substitutes. But you can clearly see that neither one of those, even if, and, and if you were to look at this year's numbers, the CPI has been above the PCE and the PCE has been trailing the CPI as far as the actual numbers there. So, um, you know, they got they got a ways to go and they got some work to do. And, and hopefully even by the end of next year, if it's down to 3.5, that would, you know, I hate to say this, but that means they're still not done. Might mean they're done raising rates, but they're not done with their job of trying to get inflation back down to where they want it, right? And, and the target they're shooting for, of course, is two percent. Yep, yep, two percent. And and actually, to that point, he was questioned. Jerome Powell was questioned about that last week, and he came out and was almost forcibly the person that asked that that question said. Um, <laughs> He he said, I'm laughing because the response was almost like he could have he could have basically said, sir, that's a dumb question is his response was <laughs> was the guy said, well, there's been a lot of talk about y'all moving your target rate because their target rate. They've had this dual mandate. We mentioned that before. They want low unemployment, um, whatever their definition is of that. I think it's roughly like three point five, whatever the full unemployment. Right. Number is. It's a low unemployment number. But at the same time, they want um, uh, a target rate of inflation around two percent. And that's their quote unquote, dual mandate. And Sky asked him the question about, is there, there's been some talk about you, you guys possibly having to move your target rate um, and, and so on and so forth. Do you guys think that you might be talking about that anytime soon? Or what would it take for you to discuss that? And he's like, we're not, no, we're not discussing that. That's not, it shouldn't, <laughs> it's not in the works. It's not, he said, this is, he literally said something about like, this is not the time 
to be discussing that. We're not even thinking about that um, because why? Why would we? We have our eyes on on the prize here as far as what we're trying to do um, and the levers that we can pull to affect the economy in the way that we want. That's not that's not part of it. Bro. And, and we we've also talked. You know, you and you and I, Andrew, have talked off, offline several times about how the Fed's in a tricky spot. They're they're trying to bring inflation down without cratering the economy, and so. What one of the tools that the Fed has? It's it's not really um, well known, I guess you could say, but it's it's pretty obvious. It, it's it's the power of the microphone and and talking the inflation down, and using the microphone when they have press conferences and they're talking, they're conducting interviews with other uh, board members. They can really influence the market sometimes by just talking about what they want. Right. And so, you know, I think last week was was a was a really good example of that. They they didn't really say anything other than what the market already knew. Rates were going to keep going up. Um, rates were probably going to continue to move up just a little bit longer and maybe stay a little higher than they first anticipated. Inflation was coming down and we knew that the unemployment rate was going to go up because they are are really putting a lid on uh, inflationary pressures and that causes a contraction in the economy. None of that was a surprise. We know that. But what what happened last week, I think more than anything else, was Jerome Powell was very emphatic and he said, we are not done yet. We are going to continue raising rates. Now, he didn't say how much. He didn't say when. And he, he really didn't get a, give a lot of details. He simply said, we ain't done yet. Right. And so I think that the his ability to influence the market by just talking is a is a pretty powerful instrument, and he's not afraid to to wage that hammer and swing it around when he wants to, because p- part of what he's trying to do is is influence inflation to come down. And sometimes, if if the tool that you've got, manipulation of the Fed funds uh, rate, isn't working quickly enough, well. You know, you, you can use something else. And sometimes you just use your words. And and what else is he going to say? He, he's, he isn't going to ever give you an answer about exactly when they're going to do anything in advance. Right. So, yeah. you know, part of it is just talking it down. I, I, and, and I think last week was a good example of that. And that's funny because I was just reading a Bloomberg article that said uh, the market ain't having it. I'm not listening. Even though we've had some down days and stuff since sure. then, it's just... And I, re- I think we talked about that beforehand, too. It's just like that's the back part of the narrative. They're not really the market's not really buying. They keep the investors remain optimistic. Right. Well, and, and if you look at the action in the two, the five and the 10 year Treasury um, Treasury market, you, you can kind of see that. From the 10 year uh, Treasury, what it's doing, the yield on that thing keeps dropping. Um, now, now, it hasn't dropped uh, dramatically like it did over the past you know, a few weeks, but it's been headed down and, and it's had some days where it bumps up a little bit, but it's still pretty much for the most part going down. So that tells you that investors, at least in the bond market, are betting that inflation is not going to be a long-term problem, which is good, which is good. It's just the short-term rates, though, are, are continuing to tick up ever so slightly. And, um, you know, I think that tells you what, what the bond market is thinking, at least. 
uh, and and by inference, you can you can kind of guess what the equity market is thinking too. That using that, right? Um, yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. The one other thing I was going to point out on here when I had it up is on this SEP from the Fed, because we didn't really talk about this, but their projection for unemployment rate previously in September was four point four um, in twenty twenty three, and now they raised it to four point six. So we've been saying that on the show a lot. It's like you know, the full effects of the rate hikes really haven't been seen necessarily in all in all areas of the market. Obviously, like the housing market's the easiest example to pick on there. But, you know, we haven't really seen the unemployment rate tick up. Um, we're trending in the right direction as far as jobs that we've been adding every month continue to decrease. Um, you know, but we haven't really seen that move as much. So the Fed th thinks that that's going to continue to tick up into next year for sure. Um, and then if let's switch gears just real quick and talk about economic data. So on the data front this week, we don't have a whole lot happening, but at the end of the week, we got some stuff coming in Friday. So uh, personal spending and personal income both come in Friday as well as durable good, goods orders. Um, so that's three whammies right there that we're going to get Friday morning before the market opens. Um, so I think, you know, not too data heavy of a week until then, um, but we do get, let's see, is it, yeah, yeah, that same day um, is PCE. So, you know, we just talked about the PCE, uh, the metric for inflation that the Fed watches um, on that SEP picture there that we were talking about off their website, but uh, we get the actual number for November, um, Friday morning as well. So we got the CPI last week, and that was the one that was the big one that we got Tuesday right before the Fed meeting on Wednesday. Um, but this one is the one that we get a little later in the month for the prior month, um, and that's the metric that the Fed watches. So we'll, we'll have to see how those turn out. Hopefully they're kind of following the same trend that the CPI is, but um, you know, don't discount that personal income and personal spending and durable goods in the mix there either. Yeah, so, one, one other thing to keep in mind too, it, as, as this – this data comes out here towards the end of the month because of the holidays and what have you, uh, there can be some pretty big volatility swings during these last two weeks of the year. So, you know, don't be surprised if we get some really sharp swings one way or the other. Uh, I, I wouldn't read a whole lot into it. It's just a matter of, you know, a lot of the big institutional firms are, are on vacation, taking time off for the holidays. And so, you know, with a lack of buyers and sellers out there, you can get some pretty big swings in the market. So don't don't let any right. of that surprise you. Just just be cautious. If you're going to trade at the end of the year, just be mindful of that. Sometimes, uh, especially in your thinly traded issues or um, you know stocks that are not you know as well known or um, big blue chip names that can yeah. you know trade pretty easily. Uh, if you get out of that realm, sometimes you can have some pretty big swings in prices. So just be careful. That's a great segue into kind of concluding us here for today's um, focus on the long term. We talked about that this morning mm -hmm. on the uh, show that we were on this morning. But, you know, it's, it's the end of the year. It's a great time to examine your personal balance sheet, what you got going on there. And if you're an investor, look at what you're doing, see what worked, see what didn't work. Um, maybe come up with some ideas or, you know, talk to someone, um, come up with some ideas for, for 
next year as we kind of round the corner into the new year. Someone like um, you and me? Yeah, yeah like yeah, a financial yeah. advisor, <laughs> an <laughs> independent financial advisor at Texas Hill Country Advisors. Actually. There you go. There you go. Yes, I know these two guys over there. They're pretty cool. Yeah, they're on the fifth floor of the Sydney Baker Wells Fargo building. Yep, yep. Suite South number 527, I think. Yeah, and our phone number. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, I think that's it. We're we're uh, it might be a quiet week otherwise until we kind of get to Friday. We might see some some action there with this data, but that's really it. Markets, um, I don't know. You gotta. I, I kind of have a feeling that we're probably gonna have a couple of other down days this week. Um, this might have set the tone for the week, but yeah. if I'm gonna speculate, I, I I I tend to agree with you. But like I said, you know the uh, volatility uh, at the end of the m month is one thing volatility at the end of the years is sometimes a whole other thing because boy you can get some big swings one way or the other yeah um, you remember 2018 yeah yeah, yeah. Boy, 2018 <laughs> was bumping along gonna be a pretty flat year for the most part and boy the last two three weeks of the year uh, was a butt kicker so I, I don't i don't know that that'll be the same thing here but uh, th there could be some volatility i think it just sets the stage for Hey, re-examine what you're doing. Uh, put some put some thought into. Do you still want to do what you what you've been doing? Um, is it time to make a change? Is it time to reevaluate? Uh, you know, look at your investments. Uh, there's some good opportunities out there still, uh, in spite of the craziness that we've been having. But I, I think uh, the end of the year is time for reflection. Um, of course, it's a time to think of all the blessings that you've got and. Um, you know, spend time with family and friends, those people that you love and care about. But but it's also time for sitting down and reevaluating what you're doing. So if you right. need some help with that, you want me and Andrew to give you our two cents worth, you let us know and we'll be glad to help you. We'd be happy to. Yes. And uh, please don't forget, uh, interact with us, share our content. It helps others find us and, and find our show and our content. We're on Facebook, YouTube, and LinkedIn and all places podcasts are possible Thank you guys so much for your viewership and your participation. Have a safe Monday evening, and we'll catch you back here tomorrow morning. Thank you so much. See you then.